Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Big Talker podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network. I'm Burke Allen, live from our studios in Washington, D.C., which, in the interest of full disclosure, is uh, our home studio these days because things for everyone have changed in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, the latest headlines, uh, over 1,000 people now uh, in the United States have, uh, have passed 3.3 million Americans have filed for jobless benefits. That's 3.3 million Americans. Unbelievable number. And, uh, the Senate did finally pass that $2.2 trillion stimulus package, uh, which many are actually calling not a, a stimulus, but more of a survival package. And our guest today on the big talker podcast knows a thing or two about surviving and, and perhaps even thriving during this uncertain time, uncertainty of the future. We're all quarantined from each other, limited living space for months at a time, lots of people out of work. Um, Darcy Keith, though, knows an awful lot about surviving in the toughest of times, and she joins us. Uh, she's known as the Miracle Child, and we're going to ask her about that right now as we welcome Darcy Keith to the Big Talker podcast. Hey, Darcy, thanks for being on the program. Before we get started, hope you and your family are doing okay. How are you doing out there? Oh, we seem to have lost Darcy. We'll see if we can get her back. The uh, number to call if you'd like to be on the program, 516-418-5635, 516-418-5635. Other updates, uh, if you're listening to the program today, China has now suspended entry to all foreigners, um, and uh, that's a temporary ban, but they do say that uh, they're suspending foreign nationals with valid visas and residence permits from entering the country. And, uh, you know, China seems to be on the downward slope of this thing. Um, you know, we could sort of go on and on about the social distancing thing, uh, but the World Health Organization has uh, started using the term physical distancing instead of social distancing. They say we're changing to say physical distance. That's on purpose. We want people to still remain connected. And speaking of connecting, let's see if we can connect now with our guest, Darcy Keith. Hey, Darcy, welcome to the program. Thanks hey, for Bert. being on the Big Talker podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome. Before we get started uh, talking about everything else, I want to ask you, first and foremost, <laughs> how you and your family are coming through this thing. Well, we are quarantined to our home. Uh, my daughter's doing e-learning, which is great um, because I get to be not only a mom, but a teacher as well. Um, and my husband, he works at a grocery store, so he has an essential employee. He's a manager there. So um, he, he gets out occasionally, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're making it just fine. Thanks. Well, you're very welcome. And, and uh, I guess I should ask you uh, about your husband and, and the grocery store. You know, they're, they're seen all over the country of, of bare shelves. What can you tell me um, from your vantage point, being married to a guy that is on the front lines of that whole thing, what do the supply chains look like for, uh, for his grocery store? Is, are the trucks rolling? Is stuff coming in? Um, yes, 
things are coming in. Um, he works for the Meyer grocery stores, um, and they're, I think, more of a regional. But, yeah, things are coming in, um, and, of course, they have reduced hours, but they have stocked their shelves pretty well, I would say, uh, or they try to keep up the demand. Now, there are other stores like Kroger um, that's near my home also that the, the shelves you walk in and it's like um, the apocalypse or something. I mean, there's like nothing on the shelves. The meat counter is, is bare. Um, there's no, there was no milk, no eggs. It just, it was really, really strange. Um, but, but fortunately for my husband though, they are, they've been very, fairly busy and um, they, they provided for us when we really needed it. Darcy Keith, our guest today on the Big Talker podcast, and we were drawn to her story because she is the ultimate survivor. If you want to visit her online, go to DarcyKeith.com. If you'd like to be a part of the program, our number to call is 516-418-5635, I I was drawn to your story, Darcy, for a couple of reasons. Of course, we're we're talking about survival in this this weirdest of Mm -hmm. times, and and you are... Mm -hmm. Uh, you are a survival expert. You're the queen of survival. I also was drawn to your story, frankly, as I read into your background a little bit more, because your life changed dramatically as you were leaving Moorhead State University in Moorhead, Kentucky. I'm very familiar with that university. I've actually spoken at that university before. And so we have a, a connection there. And, and I wonder if you could give us a little bit of your background as to why you think that as, as strange and difficult as things are in this global pandemic, people can survive just about anything, and you did. So take us back to that night that you were at Moorhead State University back in 1991 and what happened. Oh, sure. Um, I was rush chairman for my sorority, and we were contacted to go to Moorhead State to conduct rush parties. So for my sorority sisters and I, we skipped class at college and road trip to Moorhead State did our rush parties. We were on our way back to Ball State University when we were in our car crash. Um, the driver of our car lost control of it, and a semi couldn't stop in time, hit our car, climbing on top of it, crushing to death. My sorority sister behind the passenger, the one in the middle of the back seat, was flipped upside down and died of a broken neck. Um, how the semi hit our car, um, not us in the back seat were buckled, and it threw my head in the side window. And then the front seat, I was like a human pinball because I was unrestrained. Um, therefore, from that, I got two traumatic brain injuries. So um, since Constance and Rhonda were sitting next to me, they were both dead, and I wasn't moving, they, um, they took off my fingernail polish to see if I was still alive. And fortunately, I wasn't. They put me on life support and lifeline me to the nearest hospital, University of Cincinnati. So from my traumatic brain injuries, um, I had to learn how to eat, how to breathe, how to walk, how to talk, how to think, how to drive, how to be re potty trained. You know, everything, uh, pretty much a newborn baby has to do. Um, I lost memory of my entire college major when I was a senior. So this happened three weeks into my senior year, and I just completed an internship with a company that promised me a job when I graduated the following May. And all of that was gone from this car crash. So, you know, losing my physical abilities because I was paralyzed on half my body from my left brain injury. Um, Mentally, you know, emotionally from the frontal lobe injury, which is where your emotions are controlled. So it was so devastating to me when I woke up out of my coma to not be able to do anything, to feel so helpless. And a lot of us with this, um, this pandemic, we feel helpless, like we can't do anything. Um, we are at someone else's 
control or the virus is, you know, control. It's controlling our lives right now. So we feel kind of helpless. Darcy so Keith, I, our I guest totally today, and she's a survival. Oh, yeah, of course. You, you've been through a lot of stuff that <laughs> kind of makes, uh, you know, uh, rationing toilet paper seem pretty minor, I think. Um, uh, <laughs> Darcy, is a, she's an author. She's got a, a free report on her website on the five steps to living the life you really want. And you can visit her at DarcyKeith.com. And uh, uh, she positions herself, I think rightfully so, as as a survival expert. Um, how long did it take you to to get things back together after something like that? And, and, and how do you survive something like you went through? Well, that's, that's one of the key questions. And keep in mind, I'm an exception to the rule because a lot of survivors of brain injury, we don't recover as much. Um, but through my therapies, through my six-day coma, um, relearning everything except driving, I went back to Ball State um, in less than two months, or I was out of the hospital in less than two months um, to go back to Ball State University as a full-time student. So because it was so quick, and, um, and I, I don't necessarily consider it my, uh, my abilities. I consider it um, God's grace. But because of being able to, um, to quickly recover and learn these different things, um, and the first semester I went back to college, I took a 12 credit hours and having a brain injury is kind of like having a pitching deficit. You can't concentrate on what you want to remember. And because you can't concentrate, you can't focus. And because you can't focus, you can't recall. Um, so tackling a new major, because I couldn't remember my first one, we had to, I had to reinvent myself, <laughs> was, was kind of different. Um, but after the first semester back, I got a 4.0. Um, my mom wow. was excited because I, I'd never gotten a 4.0 in college before. <laughs> so, so, so she's like, why didn't you have your brain injury sooner? And I said, mom, that's not really funny. Um, yeah. But because of the, the steps that I've learned, you know, even allowing me to go back to college that first semester um, allowed me to be successful in something I never had done before. So Darcy Keith, if you're just joining us on the Big Talker podcast, is known as a survival expert, and we wanted to talk to her about ways to to survive, and, and more than that, thrive, which is the name of her book, Survive and Thrive, uh, during the, the global pandemic. So let me ask you, one of the things that, that I think a lot of our audience members have in common, you know, we're sort of all in this together, all over the country, all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you suggest are ways to, to make good choices when things like this happen that, that aren't in your control, you went through that as, as a college senior with that horrible car accident, totally out of your mm-hmm. control. Um, mm-hmm. But it, you bounced back. And I think in large part by making good choices. So talk to me about yes. that. How, how should we make good choices now when it seems our choices are pretty limited? Well, I think um, one thing to do and to make good choices, actually it's, it's an acronym that I have. It's called steps. Um, and the first thing in, in to making good decisions or choices it's the surrender. And we talked a little bit about that where you let go of what you can control. I'm um, like, I can control, like you mentioned in this car crash, I control that happened to me. But like in this, um, with the coronavirus, things we can control, we can control you know, our social distancing. We can control um, how we follow the recommendations. We can control uh, our positive attitude, um, finding fun things to do at home. Um, and I think that's one of the key things um, is when we let go, we can't control is we can't control our environment. We can control our, our lifestyle and our choices. So those are some things that will allow us to make better decisions because things we can't control, um, like 
the amount of toilet paper at the store, you know, you mentioned, we can't control yeah. that. We can't control the actions of others or, you know, how they react to this whole, whole scenario. So, or even how long it's going to last, we can't control that. So the first thing to do is surrender. Um, the next thing in making a good decision is try not to play the victim attitude because when we have that mindset, it's easy to, um, to not make a good choice because we have the eyes of, of a victim or we look through that, that lens. So we need to get, you know, not look at that lens of being a victim in this situation. Um, this, the E in steps is exemplify a positive attitude. Um, I think uh, when an event like this happens, our outcome or how our attitude will determine the outcome. So when something like this happens, like, um, for example, this, this is going to change our normal. This is going to change how things affect us for, for years to come. Like sure. um, 9-11, what, that changed the way we lived. This is going to change the way we lived, Lord, that we live. So because of we can't change this thing that happened in our lives, how we react to it will determine the outcome. So like when I went back to college, um, that was the big event in my life, and how I reacted to it was I knew I had a, a problem with my attention, and I implemented some things that allowed me to be successful, like sitting in the front row, like a steady partner, you know, just different things that allowed me to be successful. So I think with this whole scenario is of, of the coronavirus, um, having a positive attitude will determine the outcome. And the fourth um, P in steps is persevere with fortitude and determination. So we don't know how long this is going to last, but what we can do is just be, just persevere and determine um, to to make through it. Um, these you know these are uncertain times, so how we react, how we persevere with with strength through this is going to um, determine again the outcome. And the last S in steps is specifically ask for help if we need it. Now, the great thing is that everybody is coming together and they're helping one another. And I mean, I see it out on posts like, hey, I need this. Does anybody have this? Or, hey, I have, I have an extra one of these. Does anybody want it? Um, that, that's wonderful. I mean, this, this is allowing us to get back to the basics. If anything, this, this whole coronavirus is allowing us to not focus on the busyness of life, but it is allowing us to ask for help from others, to be kind. Um, to tend to others' needs and just to be giving. And um, you see that everywhere, that everybody is willing to help one another out. So that, that is my last S um, in my steps. So those are some of the things that I implemented in my life that allowed me to survive and I'm actually thrive and live my best life from something that happened that was so um, traumatic to me. Darcy Keith, our guest today, and if you'd like to find out more about Darcy and, and her survival mentality and what she's all about, DarcyKeith.com is the website. Uh, and I love what you said there about not, not taking that victim mentality. And I think sometimes that, that can be the default for some folks. And, mm-hmm. and certainly when, mm-hmm. when they're scared, uh, yeah. they may not project that fear, but they may project that, that victim mentality and and i love the you know sort of the the positive attitude and and controlling what you can control um you went through some really tough times with that that car accident and and i'm sure both physical which you certainly were pretty jacked up after that and and mental too Mm -hmm. that i'm sure lingered on for a long time 
talk to me about what you have learned that may come in handy for our folks who are, are dealing with this pandemic about persevering through tough times in your life, whether it is the pandemic or, or the, the death of a spouse or a loved one. How have you learned to persevere when, when the going gets tough? Um, I think one thing I, I've persevered is I know that things are going to get better or I believe that they're going to get better. And I take one thing at a time um, daily. Like, for example, when I was, when I had the paralysis and I was getting feeling back in my right side, I wanted to, I wanted to move. So I would do different things to help facilitate that, you know, whether it be lifting pulleys or lifting weights, just to try to get that nerve regeneration back each day I persevered. And it's sometimes it's painful and it may be physical pain. It could be mental pain. Um, it could be constant reminders of different things, but it's just knowing that it is going to get better. And I think um, the secret to um, to embracing this and, and to persevering is we have to admit um, you know, our fear or we have to own it. We have to feel it. And when, once we express it, we can move through it. So persevering, we can move through our fear. We can transform it um, and utilize its power in a positive way. Again, that's just taking one thing at a time and, and chunking it out by size, you know, taking bite size and persevering um, through that. Our guest Darcy Keith is one of the nation's leading speakers on how to survive during uh, times of crisis. And uh, if you're a sports fan, you're, you're missing your sports right now. Darcy is uh, lots of great photos uh, on our website with Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts rookies and uh, which you talk to their rookie success program. And so, Obviously, uh, along with the really tough stuff we're going through, we're missing some of those things that, that were comfortable and easy for us, whether that was, was going to a sporting event, you know, Major League Baseball mm-hmm. has been delayed, or, or going to a movie. So we've talked about the big stuff. What about those, those comfort things that, that aren't there anymore? Any thoughts on, on ways to sort of mentally engage and get you past uh, the things that, that aren't there that you might wish were? Um, yes, I guess we can find different ways to do different things, um, whether, you know, like for sports, I played volleyball intermittently through Ball State, um, and I couldn't do that any longer because of the reduced strength and the paralysis. <clears throat> so I can enjoy that. Excuse me. I can enjoy that. So for those who are wanting those sports, who are wanting those, you know, to watch, hey, the game on Sunday or, you know, a different sporting event, um, I chose to get sport involved in sports in a different way, and that would be through, um, you know, speaking in the NFL, or that would be I, I bought tickets to to go to games, or I um, my daughter plays travel softball, and I would go out and play, you know, with her. So just you know, maybe maybe there's a, a neighborhood group or family that um, that you could help out, or just offering offering to provide advice on, or you know, being a coach. You know, maybe virtually, um, but at least getting some some sort of sports um, that way, um, or you know, just online. I'm sure that there are lots of other, you know, maybe the um, National Football League or some somebody has some sort of internet game going on. That you can connect with other people. Um, you know, virtual games. There's there's just there are so many options out there, and that's the nice thing about it is that when something is comfortable to us and it's no longer available, we get the opportunity to explore new arenas, new, new different, no pun intended, <laughs> new <laughs> things 
that we would not have done before. You know, I may not have bought tickets to go to the see the Indianapolis Pacers or the Colts um, had I still, you know, been able to do to physically do things because that it's it takes up our time. It's competing for our time. So now that those things are out of our lives for for the moment we can explore other things to fill that, that satisfy that sport feeling as well. The author of Survive and Thrive, Darcy Keith, our guest today, talking to us about how to not only survive, but thrive during the global pandemic. And you do an awful lot of of public speaking around the country. And, you know, I work with an awful lot of speakers and and an awful lot of uh, entertainers through our partnership with speakermatch.com, America's largest online mm-hmm. uh, virtual speakers bureau, you are going to, along with a lot of other speakers, have to find a, a whole new way to do this if, uh, if this goes on for a long time. You know, there, there is social distancing now, physical distancing. Mm-hmm. So how, as a speaker, are you adjusting what you do? Because you can't hop on an airplane and, and fly across the country and right. speak to a large audience now. Right, right. Um, we can do a couple of different things. We can offer um, our services, or you know, like a webinar. We can we can do different things that allow people or folks that are at home that they can't get out. They can maybe listen to a podcast, or we can make available a PDF copy of our our book that they can look through the books. Um, we can provide little nuggets, little motivational nuggets every day that just encourage people. Again, it's just giving, you know, giving people hope, giving people inspiration, because this, since this is uncertain, um, we can, as speakers, can help other folks just navigate through this life um, and this time by offering, again, something on the internet, web web um, podcasts, um, you know, a Zoom meeting where you get a bunch of your, your, your tribe together to talk about different things. Um, that's, that's great about social media is that it allows us to come together. Um, and like I have a friend of mine in Alaska who's doing a virtual webinar um, for traumatic brain injury for the folks in Alaska. Uh, it's just there's so many other things that we can touch and feel and speak about um, that we don't necessarily have to be in person. We can do that online and virtually. You have to adapt to the new situation for certain. And, uh, yes. and I, I love that idea of doing, uh, you know, virtual talks and, and I'm seeing more and more of that. And, and even some of our entertainers are doing, uh, you know, virtual concerts out there. And I think whatever it takes to, to sort of keep that social fabric together. Uh, one more question for you that, that I wanted to ask, and, and you're called uh, in some of the literature I read about you, a miracle child after surviving that horrible car crash and the traumatic brain injury and the, the death of your sorority sisters in the same car. Um, miracle denotes faith. And I wonder how much yes. your faith has played into uh, your journey and your comeback. My faith has played the major role um, in my rehabilitation. And, and what I mean also by that is like when I was in the hospital, one day I may be able to jump a rope um, one time, because I was, you know, I, my balance was off uh, with my brain injury and with the paralysis. And the next day, I may be able to jump seven times. And it was exciting to see co- things constantly changing for me on a daily basis. I remember one time in a, I had recreational therapy twice a week, and I used to play the piano. So my mom bought a, brought in a very basic piano book, and I tried playing it with my um, left hand. 
And then two days later, I'm, I put my right hand on the keyboard, and I will never forget the shocked look on the face of my recreational therapist. And she said, where did that come from? Because all of a sudden I had abilities, and um, I knew that if God brought me to it, he was going to bring me through it. And that um, just that he was going to take care of me. And I had folks in my hometown, everybody was praying for me. And I think prayer is a very powerful tool that we have too um, with our faith. So my faith definitely was carried through um, my hospital recovery and my rehabilitation, as well as um, through college, through um, I'm a business analyst also for an insurance company through my speaking, just being able to, to share with others what I've experienced. And um, I don't think that could have been accomplished unless it was through faith. Your story is incredibly motivating and it's just what we need in a time like this where we're all uh, a little uncertain and trying to feel mm-hmm. our way through what this new reality is. I really appreciate you taking time to visit with us. Is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners? Um, I, just, I think probably just that we have to restructure the way we think going forward because this is going to change our lives. And while we need to not look at it from a negative perspective, but just have a, a positive attitude because there, there are going to be so many other things that are going to be available for us. So just go on and live your best life and you can do this. Darcy Keith, our guest today on the Big Talker broadcast and podcast, the service of our friends at speakermatch.com. If you're a meeting planner and you need to figure out what to do about that speaking engagement that is no longer going to happen in person, reach out to the gang at speakermatch.com and they can hook you up with a virtual speaker like Darcy or or one of thousands of other members at speakermatch.com. Darcy Keith, thank you so much for being on the Big Talker podcast. Oh, thank you, Burke. And I, it was my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Hey, you bet. Darcy Keith, online at DarcyKeith.com. We'll do it again tomorrow at noon Eastern. And you can always download our podcast and listen whenever it's good for you at uh, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. From Washington, D.C., I'm Burke Allen. Thank you for listening. Bye, everybody.